When I'm making a podcast, safety isn't usually my top concern, but I'm happy to report that this episode is by far the safest interview I have ever done. I I asked these questions with full knowledge that if I were to faint or for fall over, I would be in good hands. And that's because today's guests are two certified members of Santa Clara's Emergency Medical Services. Having a good idea doesn't get you done. And if we'd hit those, there would have been an explosion. We would have died, obviously. Scholarship should cultivate the virtues. Worry more about, am I searching for what I should be doing next in the world? Hey everyone, welcome to Voices of Santa Clara. I'm Gavin Cosgrave, your host and a junior at Santa Clara University. Today I'm speaking with Cooper Schur and Kennedy Sunberg, who are the former and current directors of the Emergency Medical Services, or EMS, organization at Santa Clara. So each member on the EMS squad, as they call it, is a certified emergency medical technician, or EMT. So EMS is the group, and EMT, EMTs are the individuals. They are first responders to on-campus emergencies, and they can provide stabilizing medical care to trauma and all sorts of emergencies. Several members of the EMS squad are on duty each night from 5 p.m. to 8 a.m., and they respond to any emergencies. The organization is almost entirely student-run, which is really impressive, and provides excellent medical training for a range of students interested in many fields of health and medicine. Cooper is a senior history major, and he was the president's last year, and then Kennedy is a junior biology and English major, and she is the current president. In this episode, we chat about how Kennedy and Cooper found the squad, what non-medical people can learn from their experience, and how becoming an EMT has shaped their college life, because uh, the squad is a great social uh, group to be a part of, as well as providing that medical training. So yeah, this was an awesome conversation. It's the first time I have spoken to multiple people on the podcast at the same time, in the same conversation, but I enjoyed the format, and I think you will too. So here we go. Here's Kennedy and Cooper. Kennedy and Cooper, thank you for joining me. And I'm excited to get into some of your college experience around the EMS. So yeah, maybe Cooper, to start with you, kind of coming into your experience at Santa Clara, like, did you know you wanted to seek out uh, medicine and kind of how did you find the EMS squad? Well, when I first came into Santa Clara, I did plan on going into medicine. So I was, I was a pre-med student from the start, but I didn't know that Santa Clara had an EMS program. I actually only found out about EMS when one of my classmates in a religion class showed up with their EMT uniform on. And so that led me to ask them, hey, what do you do on campus? What are the EMTs about? And then I went to the info night later that evening, and the rest was kind of history. I joined the EMS class, and then I initially wasn't even planning on joining the squad on campus. I just thought having the certification would be really beneficial. Mm -hmm. But as I went through the class, I realized it was something I was really passionate about, and I really wanted to get involved with Santa Clara through EMS and it's been the best decision I've made in terms of my activities at, at SEU. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Kennedy, how about you? How'd you find 
EMS. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the opposite spectrum of that in a sense. So like Cooper, I was considering, you know, pre-med going into college. Um, but before I even like um, accepted going to Santa Clara, I was like scanning their website and they have like, you know, their pre-med section. And I saw like um, extracurriculars you can do here and that SU EMS was one of them. And I was like, wow, that's like something I'd be really interested in doing. It just seems like a great way to meet new people who have similar interests as you. So that was definitely something I kept in mind when I applied to Santa Clara and chose to go here. I was like, I think I want to check that out when I get to campus. And so I remember like going to the uh, activities fair that they have the first um, week of school and like going up to the EMT booth and being like, so how do I become an SU EMT? And they were like, uh, so you have to apply to the class and then take the class, become certified and then apply for the squad. I'm like, okay, that's a lot. But I was invested in it. And so, yeah, I just went to the like pizza meet and greet you guys had when I was a freshman, if you remember that. I uh, dragged my friend Sabine, who's an EMT with me now, along with me, because I was scared to go alone. Uh, and then, yeah, I took the class, um, applied for the squad, got on, and yeah, like Cooper said, the rest is history. Is it somehow, like, empowering to know that, like, if I just fainted right now, that you would be able to help me? Or, like, is, is there some sense of, like... I don't, I don't know, like power or authority or like ability to help people that just comes with like having those skills that you learn or? It definitely removes a sense of helplessness hmm. to a certain extent. On on the one hand, the, the further you go in medicine or any field, the easier it is to realize, wow, I, I don't know all this other stuff <laughs> in the field. So we're definitely aware of where we stand in the medical hierarchy. But on the other hand, we are confident in being able to deal with emergencies that's what we've been trained to do and so there have honestly been multiple occasions when i'm off duty and an emergency or a semi-emergency is going down and when you're able to step up to the plate just with a completely even keeled attitude about it it's it's it is really empowering Yeah, I know. a lot. Definitely after I got certified and joined the squad, I had a lot of my friends calling me and asking me to check up on them. Like, I had one friend say, like, I think I broke my ankle. I'm like, well, I can't really tell if you broke your ankle. You're going to have to go to the doctors for that. So You're practically a doctor. (laughs) Sometimes people think that we can, like, heal everything for them Mm. just because Mm. we have our EMT certification. Gotcha. Well, I do feel really safe. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yeah, we're safe. Do either of you have any um, any like stories or experiences from your time on the squad so far? And I think we'll get into like leadership a little later, but I don't know any really like memorable stories where maybe you learned something or that you were just really like surprised or unexpected circumstances. I don't know. Like I know there are some crazy things that mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> The first call I had that I was actually kind of scared uh, and like just to maintain like patient confidentiality mm-hmm. and HIPAA and whatnot, I'll keep details to a minimum. But like I was on duty and this was my newbie year, so it was like in the winter and I was on duty with a really experienced vet who was kind of like our leader EMT um, on call for that night. And it was like a pretty, it, we had to split because we had so many calls. Um, and so it was just the two of us on call and the patient wasn't very responsive um, and actually needed their uh 
throat and like their oral cavity to be suctioned due to uh, vomit. And so that was like for me as a newbie, never seeing anything that bad. I was like kind of overwhelmed, didn't really know what to do. But seeing the vet I was on duty with step up and know exactly what to do and take over just like really inspired me to like keep training in my EMT skills um, and was just super inspiring. That's like my first scary call I ever had. For me, the the trauma calls, depending on their severity, can definitely be the most stressful because when people are in a lot of pain, you feel added pressure to alleviate that and you definitely don't want to make anything worse for them. But usually for trauma patients, any type of movement or manipulation is really painful for them and and so it's difficult approaching the patient in those situations and so I had a, a trauma call earlier earlier this year it was a, a dislocated shoulder and that was that was one where definitely had to to take a step back take a deep breath and and then go at it with kind of just renewed focus mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to mm-hmm. trying to keep the patient comfortable while we waited for the fire department to arrive mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I know the the squad, as you call it, plays a pretty big role in like a lot of the members like social lives in college. And I've heard it's a really great experience for that reason, too. So, yeah. Could you maybe talk a little about how that has how being on the squad has influenced your time at Santa Clara in that way? Yeah. Well, when I first joined the squad my sophomore year, I was really nervous because <laughs> you want to prove yourself you want to prove that you've earned that spot mm-hmm. with with your fellow EMTs and so the the first year you you're very welcomed by all the upperclassmen but I never really felt extremely settled because I had other obligations on campus other activities and so I was trying to do my best to to fulfill all my duties with the with the squad get better and then also try to find a home with the EMTs and then junior year as director it's kind of hard to to feel like you're um, completely part of the group when you're in a position of, of leadership it can sometimes be be lonely when when people pick you out it's like oh yeah they're, they're the president so we're gonna go <laughs> do our own thing over here um, but this year it's it's just been the most rewarding experience of my life having such a great community of people that I feel so connected with and you know I'm able to walk across campus and just in a five minute walk to class I'm able to see like three or four people that I know and that I care about and I I trust these people completely yeah I when I took the EMT training class, I got really close with like six or seven of the people I was in the class with. And I was really fortunate that all of them got on the squad with me. So my new year, just like getting to be with them and letting our relationship grow was really incredible. And I definitely like threw myself into EMS a lot my new year when I was a sophomore, like doing like being on all the committees I could possibly and just yeah trying to be as involved as possible and so I felt like really tight-knit with the EMTs when I was a sophomore and then like Cooper was saying like when you become director you kind of like 
we were talking about this earlier, like you're a peer amongst peers, but you're also the leader still. And so even when I was like running and considering running for director, I was thinking like, oh, like what if I lose some of this friendship or like some of this like closeness I have? Like what if they're going to stop telling me things or like hanging out, like stop inviting me to hang out, which is probably really irrational thoughts, <laughs> but it was things that crossed my mind. And this year, like even though I feel like I have had to like step back from like all the things I was doing my sophomore year, I've still Still felt like really close especially to our leadership team this year we have all gotten super close and like working really closely with part one of my assistant director has been amazing and so yeah like the emts are like some of my best friends on campus and i'm really grateful that being on the squad has given me that opportunity to know them yeah well what what have you learned from being one of the directors and like that's an interesting kind of like dichotomy of the friendships and the like peer among peers and mm-hmm. the leaders like how do you how do you manage that or what else have you learned from the director role this year yeah um so I guess I realized that it's definitely like I try to walk the line of like being like the jokester and like same person I was last year as well as like trying to get stuff done and I think I like rely on like my sense of humor a lot to get that done and try to be as casual as I can in meetings and one thing I like really strive to be is approachable as a leader and I think that this year like that skill I've really been able to fine-tune it because I feel like I've a lot of like the squad members feel comfortable approaching me which I'm grateful for um I've also definitely learned how to be confident in the decisions I make um when I first became director I felt like I was always second guessing myself uh reading emails I was about to send three times over reading groupie messages five times over um and like anytime someone would comment on something I'd say I would always like think oh what do they mean by that like could I have said something better but now like as the year and as my time as director is like closing I definitely just feel like confident in what I say and what I do and just know that like me being confident will help other people believe in what I'm doing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Cooper, like last year you were one of the directors as well. Yeah. So what did you learn from that? Yeah. The directorship definitely transformed my understanding of servant leadership because, you know, going through junior high or high school leadership is normally something fun. The ultimate executive power lies with whatever faculty or, or teacher you're cooperating with. But here with SCU EMS, we're a pretty autonomous group. We answer to to Dr. Riveras, the head of the Cowell Center. So she's our boss, but we operate pretty autonomously. And so as director, you really have to get used to making personal sacrifices because it can be a 24-7 job. And so it's not just going to meetings, running meetings, and doing administrative work. It's also being a being present at social functions and making sure that you're representing the squad pretty much at every level. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to be comfortable making the right decision and sticking by it no matter what the repercussions are. And that can be something that's that's very challenging. But looking back on on my experience as director, it's it's also something that made the job really rewarding and I you know I'm able to look back on on my time as as leader of SDUMS with mm-hmm. with a lot of satisfaction and, and pride that mm-hmm. I, I at least hope I left the squad yeah, better off did. than before. Did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything that like 
students who aren't studying like medicine or aren't on the EMT squad could like learn from your experience? Because I guess one one thing that I always kind of like admire, like, you know, I'm I'm always getting trying to get, you know, enough sleep and stuff. And then on the on the squad, you're just, you know, put into these situations where you might you, know, you might not be able to sleep at all. even, And that like that seems like a pretty big sacrifice in these like sometimes frightening situations with things that are difficult to you know see people in pain so yeah i don't know like is, is there something that everyone could learn from being on the squad well i think being an emt helps you put a lot of your problems in perspective because when you're present in someone else's darkest hour you realize everything that's going well in your own life and so that's that's one of the blessings of being an emt you're able to help people and gain some perspective into other people's hardships and other other people's sufferings. And that's a real privilege for sure. And I think EMS is also a great way to to push yourself and and to recognize the benefits in striving for excellence, even if it, I guess, strains you a little bit. And so we, we definitely emphasize self-care, making sure that if you're on a stressful call, that you're able to debrief it and, and de-stress afterwards. And, and if someone is going 110% maybe for too long and they need to scale back, we, we try to monitor that as well. Um, so I'm definitely not advocating for overworking yourself, but <laughs> you definitely, being on the squad, you, you're able to reap the benefits of all the work that, that you put in. So it's, it's a great lesson in hard work pays off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And then I guess I would also say confidence and kindness. I talked about confidence when I was talking about director, but um, something that I've learned and I think like could benefit everyone, uh, especially like working as uh, EMS one or vet on duty is just being confident in your decisions. Like I mentioned earlier, just because, you know, there's not, there's never going to be like a completely right answer all the time, unless you're like doing math. Um, but just like knowing that like you're trying your best in that situation, uh, and you're doing like all you can. And sometimes it's not going to work out, but you just have to trust that like you did all you could and you made the right call. And that like goes beyond, um, making a call, like when you're responding to a patient, like just in like day-to-day life too. And then like echoing that in kindness. I think something special about the SCU EMTs is that we try to treat all our patients with kindness. And that's like in our mission statement. Um, And I just think, you know, the world could always use more kindness. (laughs) One thing that I also thought of while you were answering, you kind of jogged my memory. I I also think that being an EMT has been a great lesson in learning how to ask for help Mm -hmm. and not be ashamed about that because Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, there's a, a whole wealth of knowledge that we don't possess. And that's evident from when you first join the squad and are learning the ropes to even when you're about to leave and you've got a couple of years of experience under your belt. There's always more to learn. And so it's it's a great lesson in humility, being able to ask for help. Yeah. Has being an EMT influenced or refined your like thinking about your future career at all during your the course of your time well I, i'm still on the path <laughs> to the path. being a doctor it hasn't okay. changed that yeah okay but it's it's been a great aid in helping me refine that passion mm-hmm. 
in terms of I I've been able to volunteer in the community off campus in in emergency departments and go abroad and volunteer in a medical capacity as well. And so those experiences have definitely informed my my understanding of the medical field outside of what we do here on campus and that's been really beneficial because mm-hmm. I've I've gotten to see the the good that you're able to to promote as mm-hmm. a health professional and mm-hmm. more specifically as a physician so something that I'm very passionate about and I guess being an EMT has made me even more dead set on on becoming a physician being able to help people in the future yeah and i'm kind of exploring different career paths right now but i definitely think that like healthcare is still something that i'm very interested in and working in ems has really solidified that for me i just like definitely know that i want to go into a line of work that includes service Mm -hmm. um just because i really appreciate uh doing service work and serving the campus as an EMT has reminded me that. And I think also my work like on the leadership team and as director has showed me that I want to, you know, at whatever point in my life, do some kind of like leadership work in my job. Awesome. Well, I like to ask a couple questions at the end of every um, episode. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll just do, I'll do, maybe I'll just do Cooper and then Kennedy mm-hmm. so that we can not like mess up the flow or anything like that. <laughs> but first, is there any favorite like location that you've traveled? I'm very partial to Paris. Mm. I went there with my family when I graduated from high school mm-hmm. and it was part of a, a larger trip of Europe, but Paris was a, a spectacular city and hearing about the, the fire at Notre Dame yeah. was very tragic this week. Um, and also had me thinking about the city. So mm. I guess Paris would be my answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what advice would you give to a first-year student coming into Santa Clara? I would I would say that a lot of first-years probably feel pressure to stick with their, their day ones, the people that they first meet. But the reality is when you're at college, the, the people that are in close proximity aren't necessarily the people that are going to be your the best fit for you mm-hmm. and so I think one thing that it took me a while to to learn my freshman year was that if I had to extend outside of my original circle that wasn't a bad thing and I was I was just extending my circle not abandoning the people that I first met and so hmm. that's the advice I give yeah yeah have there been any kind of like unconventional or really interesting classes that you've really loved over your four years here that you think you'll still remember in five or ten years? Plenty, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there have been a lot, but yeah. you just pick, pick one. I really enjoyed Living with Zeus, taught mm. by Professor John Heath. It was an Honors 20 class, so it's it was kind of a, a limited pool of students, but the, the topic was absolutely outstanding. It's basically taking... Greek mythology, taking taking Homer's epic, the Iliad, and drawing parallels to to Christian scripture, and it was really interesting to see how they're similarly constructed, especially for me as a history major. And so it was really enlightening for me in terms of faith 
and and just overall history. Hmm. So highly recommend it. Yeah, if you could send a message to every person in the United States, what would you want to say? <laughs> We're all human. <laughs> I think I think all too often we find things that divide us and it's pretty enlightening to to see what connects everybody through through the the lists of calls that we go through you know everyone everyone has similar hopes fears and dreams and and so we're we're more connected than i think we are normally aware of and so it's for me it's really sad seeing what our country is going through politically and and also socially so I'd say if people took the time to actually listen to one another and it, despite differences rather than just casting each other out uh, and demonizing the opposition, I think it'd be really worthwhile if we, if we valued each other as individuals and then as opponents. Yeah. And then finally, what does an ideal Saturday look like for you? An ideal Saturday? <laughs> well, I was a high school basketball player, mm-hmm. basketball was my my first passion so i'd say an ideal saturday would be waking up naturally at 7 a.m wow naturally. fully rested fully rested you know like not an alarm not an alarm but like yeah. you see like the nice soft morning light yeah. and you're able to just get up naturally well rested let me just emphasize that and then i'd go to the gym and put up some shots just empty gym that it's a beautiful feeling and then i'd I'd like to go to the beach and and uh, maybe play some spike ball as well. And the people that I would want with me, the people are the most important part of that day. I would I would want my my fiance. That's, Congratulations. That's recent. <laughs> um, yeah. So my fiance, my brother, my parents, and um, and just my closest friends. It's. Uh, really wonderful having having a, a great community to to be a part of and so i think that's the the nitty-gritty specifics of, of the day to me aren't as important as, mm-hmm. as the people that i would want to be a part of it yeah awesome well thanks cooper yeah <laughs> all right kennedy any favorite locations that you've I mean, this one might be a little basic, but Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went there. I've been there a few times, but my favorite trip was when I went with my best friends after our high school graduation. Mm -hmm. And we just got to, you know, hang out at the beach. We went... Oh my gosh, what's it called when you're on the rope and you're flying through the trees? Zipline? Ziplining, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We went ziplining. I got introduced to acai bowls for the first time, which was life-changing. So Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like... A huge beach lover like Cooper, so any place with a beach. <laughs> yeah, what would you tell an incoming student uh, coming into Santa Clara? Um, similar to what Cooper said about branching out from your friend group, but I would say don't be afraid to take classes that sound interesting, mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to branch out of what you have of like a preconceived major you want to go into. Like freshman year, I feel like. I mean, especially in, like, the STEM classes, it feels very, like, you have to take, like, your chemistry, your biology, and, like, go um, just, like, all the way through that. But, like, there's so many other fun classes you can take and, like, explore minors, double majors. So don't be afraid to think, like, go outside the box and explore some of your other interests. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Have, have you been able to do that? Yeah, I have. I declared a minor in English, which has been like one of my favorite things I've done. So that's been really fun. Yeah, cool. Any memorable classes so far? Let's see. Well, one of them is Bad Girls of the Bible, which was mm-hmm. my religion too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a pretty infamous class. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was super cool to just um, explore the Bible from like a feminist lens, especially because like I've gone to Catholic schools my entire life and have only really been taught the perspective of the Bible from one way. And so that was really awesome. The professor was amazing. Um, and then also my CTW freshman year was focused on like food and environment and like, you know, just like natural farming and different like vegan diets. And so, and that was like really influential because I'm a vegan now. And so like, it like, taught me to think like differently outside of like you know what's best for the environment in Mm -hmm. terms of our diet and farming habits yeah yeah Yeah, cool if you could send a message to everyone in the united states what would you want to say hmm i mean maybe read up on some things like try to educate yourself a little bit just like before you like form your own opinions try to consider like what other people's perspectives are and because, you know, it doesn't hurt to educate yourself a little bit before you do that. And also to take care of our planet a little bit better um, because it's good to us. So we should be good to it. Yeah, awesome. And what does your ideal Saturday look like? Hmm. I think so. I would wake up not at 7 a.m., <laughs> but probably like 8 a.m. I'm an okay. early riser, too. Okay. Um, it's early for college. Too. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. <laughs> um, and then go to a yoga class taught by my mother. Um, and then after that, go get like a nice breakfast afterwards and then head to the beach as well. Um, maybe, yeah, (laughs) do a little surfing with my mom and invite like my sister. Um, cause those are like two of the most important people in my life. Uh, have my dad come too. And then like my closest friends as well. And then I would say end the evening with a, Marvel movie marathon. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Well, thank you too so much for participating. I yeah. love this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Gabby. Great questions. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can go to voicesofsantaclara.com to read a partial transcript of this episode. Follow on Twitter at Voices of SCU or leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. I'll see you next time. Thank you.